Friday right now and that time of the week when we ask one of our Culture File guests to tell us about some of the things they've been figuratively clicking like on. And this time it's the turn of artist and filmmaker Bryony Dunn to share with us her Culture File likes. So my name is Bryony Dunn. I'm a Irish visual artist and filmmaker currently based somewhere between Athens and Greece and Wicklow. A film that I have watched recently, but I often come back to as a point of reference, is Moshin Makmalbav's film, Salam Cinema, Hello Cinema. This is a film that's made after the revolution in Iran. What happens in this film is the director puts out a call in a local newspaper that he's making a film. He tells the location for the auditions. And the film opens with the people that are lined up for the audition. So immediately you can understand how important cinema is in Iran at that time for people. How the film is constructed is he auditions a number of people that come in and they're in front of him sitting at a table along with the crew and he poses a series of questions and and that is the film. So it's just a whole series of different auditions. What is so beautiful about this film is that uh, the point isn't really to figure out what is real and what isn't, but it's to marvel at how cinema somewhat renders everything at once, both fictional and true. And it reveals life in Iran, especially uh, for women post-revolution. The book that I'm reading at the moment is Strangers by Rebecca Tamas, where she explores where the human and non-human meet and why this kind of delicate connection might be an important relationship to harvest during these times. She moves from the links between the environmental, the political, the historical, the folkloric, to bring together a very interesting and varied group of essays. One essay on particular is called On Hospitality, and she makes reference to a Brazilian writer from the 1960s called The Passion According to G.H. by Clarice Lespector. And in this book, she describes coming across a cockroach. Her initial uh, response was to think of it as this disgusting, strange, nasty creature. But something shifted in the way that she, she thought about this cockroach after squashing it. And she began to realize that the cockroach is is her. She's part of the essence of this cockroach and vice versa. So a podcast I've been listening to for some time is called For the Wild. It engages with activists, scientists, storytellers that are informed from a decoloniality and traditional ecological perspective. One of the speakers that I was quite inspired by recently on one of the episodes was a man called Bayo Akomolefe. He's Nigerian but lives in India. He's this very interesting professor of psychology, this post-humanist thinker, poet, storyteller, and he makes us 
reconsider what we know and how we perceive the world. He talks a lot about the need to get lost, the importance of unlearning and to kneel into uncertainty. I have been listening to this Ethiopian pianist, Amahoy Gebru. There's one tune in particular called Mother's Love that is so beautiful. I've had it on repeat. A food I tried recently is a type of rusk that is made from carob flour. Carob is comes from the carob tree. It's often used as a form of an alternative to chocolate. Originally and most commonly it's made from uh, wheat and they eat it a lot in Crete in a, like a salad dish called dakos where it's a, a soft white uh, cheese and tomatoes onion and and this th this type of rusk but i recently had a type of rusk that is made from carob wheat they're quite hard to to get but there's one shop that sells them and i think i go once a week and just buy it at the whole whole stock yeah they're delicious because it's like they're quite sweet but also savory but yeah i mean i'm currently in greece and i i i love the food here also in the summer, I had a friend that has this vegetable garden and uh, he made me a salad with just tomato, but the most delicious selection of tomatoes, yellow ones and green ones and purple ones, and just with olive oil and a little bit of salt. And honestly, it was just the most tastiest, delicious salad I think I've had, but it's just, it was so simple, but maybe it was the amount of love that he put into <laughs> growing these tomatoes. I do love the smell of turf. It's maybe not the best scent to suggest given the problematics of burning fossil fuels. Quite a common but maybe rom a romanticized response of, of, of someone <laughs> that has been back and forth from Ireland for quite some time. That My parents have a little cottage on the coast of Kerry and we've been going there since I was a child and I was always driving... The moment you would hit Kerry, normally you would get the, the scent of the burning of turf. And it always, to this day, I, I, I love it. It's, it's linked with memories and, and the landscape. Briony Dunn there. Coming up tomorrow on the Culture File Weekly, Jennifer Walsh on distilling the sound of the season, psychoanalyst Anushka Gross and Luthia Robert Brewer-Young on listening in their profession and beyond, and the internet ghost story behind Loeb. That's all in the Culture File Weekly this and every Saturday tea time here on RTE Lyric FM and all the rest of the time in your podcast feed. Subscribe now via the Lyric site.